Hello everyone and welcome to the Zelda cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Allison Aletha. Uh, we spent a lot of time together yesterday. Al, it was a great Saturday. Yeah, Thank you for, for joining me. It was a fun time. I know I was giving you a lot of a lot of flack and teasing you a lot, but it was still fun to hang out with you while you played Twilight Princess. I played... Okay, so I played The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess for six hours yesterday. Only. Six That's hours. Have. On this channel, and I'm not even halfway done. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not. I'm at, I just... I finished Lakebed Temple, and so... That's three temples. After that, I've got Arbiter's Grounds. I've got Snow Peak. I've got the Temple of Time. I've got mm -hmm. Palace of Twilight and Hyrule Castle. I'm not missing any. City I feel like I'm missing. Oh, sky. City in the Sky. Oh my God, which is like six <laughs> hours right the there. Worst one. <laughs> oh man, I think it's just like my brain tried to block it out. <laughs> you know, I will say that at least when you get to the second half, the time in between dungeons, I feel like, is expediated a little yes. bit. Except bit. for maybe City in the Sky, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that one is some BS with the the stupid book and uh old old Shad and getting his stuff together. <laughs> uh, getting his life together for him. <laughs> yeah. So that was a lot of fun. That was uh that was Zelda Dungeon Marathon Prep, which if you can believe is two weeks away. Yeah. It's two well, weeks. less than two weeks now. Wow. We so we are gonna be seeing each other in person for the first time in almost three years. Yep. I might cry. That is nuts. That's like, that's crazy that it's been that long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Canadian stranded in, uh, in Canada during, during COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Not that that's, not that that's a bad place to be stranded, I guess. Uh, but <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, that's coming up. And, um, I guess we should say that Allison and I have been, uh, working on something we are going to have a live Zelda cast from the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. It's going to be in our usual Sunday time slot. Um, and right after, there's going to be some faces of evil. So, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, stick around for that. And um, I can confirm, I can confirm that we will have a special guest. Uh, maybe, maybe I should say not 100% confirmed, but it's looking real good. That we're going to have a, a very special guest and a very oft-requested guest joining us for our live episode. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. That's in two weeks. Two weeks the Zelda Dungeon Marathon is. Less than two weeks. Mm -hmm. Holy smokes. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. I'm getting ready for it. I mean, I've been terrible about practicing my games. But Me I'm too. just, I'm ready to get away from life and work and just see my friends for a full, like, God, I don't even know how many days. Ten? Ten days? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be really nice. There was, so when I was playing, uh, so I, I brought my Wii U out yesterday to play Twilight Princess, right? And first yeah. of all, the last game, so I, I ejected the disc, and the last <laughs> game inside my Wii U was Metroid Other M, and I was like, Jesus, what, what befell me to be playing this? Um, <laughs> but the thing that struck me about my Wii U, and I'm looking at it right now, is the lighting in my, in my office here hit my Wii U in a way that, like, you can just see the thick layer of dust. And, like, there's, there's like, little spots where, where I grabbed it. So, like, my, my fingerprints are there. <laughs> but, like, there's just... It looks like it looks like the FBI came in and, like, powdered it for prints or something like that. And, like, God, it's just dusty. And I don't know. That was the first time I played on that Wii U gamepad 
probably since 2019. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I understand that feeling too. I haven't touched mine since last marathon. And I actually, when I moved rooms for my setup, uh, I actually did pick it up and clean it off and put it in my closet. So thankfully it won't be too bad when I pull it out again, but... Yeah, it was pretty wow. bad when, yeah. I, when I cleaned it off. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to talk about stuff that's pretty bad and also pretty good. Uh, we are shamelessly, and I'm talking shamelessly, ripping off our buddies who are also over on the Zelda Dungeon YouTube channel, um, which, by the way, if you haven't yet, you can check out clips of uh, Allison and myself over on Zelda Dungeon's YouTube channel. Uh, we're, we're taking the best of the best, and I have a... Sneaking suspicion what's going to get clipped this week. Uh, but we're taking the best of the best and putting it over on YouTube. And who else is on YouTube is the Tier Force Heroes. So I'm talking Nico, I'm talking Gooey Fame, and I'm talking Corey. Uh, and so they had a good episode a couple months ago. And it was about ranking the best and worst Zelda intros. Not intro dungeons, because I think we've done that before. Yeah, we've done intro dungeons. But just like the introductions to the games themselves, which sometimes those do include intro dungeons and sometimes they don't. So mm -hmm. um, we're going to be like literally, we're ripping that idea off so, so much that we are <laughs> like actually just doing a, like a, a literal tier ranking of our own. So uh, we might, we might go to jail for this. We might get sued for plagiarism. I don't know, but. Uh, plagiarism from our own website. Yeah, well. <laughs> I don't know. I we'll we'll have to see what comes of this, but uh, there's <laughs> never been a good idea that I wasn't willing to steal. So, um, with that said, <laughs> Al, should we uh, sh should we just do this thing? Um, should we I start? Think so I feel like some of the early ones that we're going to talk about aren't going to have much going on, but I'm excited for some of the later stuff. Well, you know what? I was thinking that we could also just rip off the way that they picked. So what they did was. Um, Gooey started first, and then Nico picked a game that he wanted to talk about, and then Corey picked a game that he wanted to talk about, and, you know, around and around and around. Um, and I'm thinking that we could just kind of use that format so we're not stuck in, like, the chronological order kind of okay. kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, make it a little more interesting. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and we could, we could save our, you know, our heavy hitters, the ones that are going to be really contentious, so we could space those out a little bit, but... Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm, let's just do that. So we got an S tier, an A tier, a B tier, a C tier, a D tier, and an F tier. And uh, no no prizes for guessing what game is going in F tier. But uh, Al, why don't you pick a game and get us get us started? And you know what? I, sorry to cut you off too. Um, we should also probably, while we're ranking them, we should, we should say what we think is the intro. Because what we think constitutes the intro to a zelda game may not necessarily be what everyone else thinks is the intro either so just what i was gonna to say is uh how are we gonna define what is an intro or not sorry i dropped my pen but um um i guess that's fair that we can discuss what we think is the intro and then kind of decide and then yeah make our ranking. i think that's okay. the only way yeah okay let's start with um i'm gonna go with a link to the past i'm gonna start with that game okay because i feel like i know we're not doing chronological order but i feel like that was like the first game where i felt like there was a real true intro I in the series yeah. um so obviously the intro is you wake up on a stormy night and you hear zelda and your uncle's gone and you got to kind of go save her and you find where your uncle is in the sewers and then you get to you know 
where Zelda's locked up and you rescue her and you take her out to the sanctuary. I feel like probably, oh, I'm trying to remember like the next portion, but I feel like getting her to that sanctuary is probably a pretty good introduction to the story as a whole and the game as a whole. And then you like pretty much embark on your adventure from there. I, I would um, agree. Would I would say up that? to the sanctuary is, is probably where I would go. Um, mm -hmm. I guess, what's the first dungeon um, in Link to the Past? Uh, I'm going to look this up because it is totally escaping me. Eastern, Eastern Palace is the first dungeon. But yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I would also say that like you can get to the sanctuary and that's fine. And in fact, I'm looking right now in, um, at the Zelda dungeon walkthrough and uh, we have Zelda's Rescue as its own segment, which like... I feel like it's fine, because, like, you go in Hyrule Castle, and that's really kind of its own little intro dungeon in and of itself, right? Yeah. Um, I I, I would rank this pretty high, actually, I think, for Miel. Um, I think so, too. It's, it's nice, it's simple, it sets up the story. The I thought the story midnight was cool, and Link's uncle is kind of, like, a cool gimmick. Uh, and then, like, it's, yeah, it's just, like, really solid gameplay, and really solid, like, teach you... It, it, like, this one doesn't have to teach you as much as, like, uh like an Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask or Breath of the Wild does, where, like, there, there mm -hmm. are very specific mechanics that you need to know about. Um, mm -hmm. This one is, like, kind of similar to what you've done before in the original Legend of Zelda, but it's different enough that I think that this was, like, a, a much-needed, um, you know, segment. So, I yeah, I would uh, I would put it pretty, pretty high. I think I would go A tier, actually. Oh, okay. I was thinking B uh b tier just because it's a little it's pretty short i guess well i guess intros shouldn't really be that long but i feel like there are some better intros in the series and then i just remembered we have an s tier so maybe i will bump it up to an a yeah i think an a is good because like you said it's simple yeah it introduces you to the story and the world as it should and it kind of gives you a little bit of a demo of what you're going to be doing in the game um and yeah, I think it does a really good job of setting all that up. So yeah, I think I would give it an A as well. Um, okay, that's, uh, yeah, I think that's appropriate. And we can slot it in with our, our A's. So let's uh, let's rock and roll. And I guess it's my turn to pick a game, isn't it? Yes, go So for let's it. let's see. I'm looking at our list right now. Uh, let's, let's do a heavy hitter. I'm going to start with The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. Oh, and, okay. um so I would constitute that the intro to this game ends after the Forsaken Fortress. Would you agree with that? Mm, that's hard. I feel, I personally feel like it's when you leave Outset Island. Actually, when you're, you, oh, that's hard. Yeah, I would feel like Outset Island is your intro. Okay. But well, I you, could, you can I rank could, it how you want to and, and yeah. you know, yeah. So, I would say, I know that a lot of people kind of dump on the intro to this game. Um, and I guess I guess it really does depend on, like, where your, you know, where your definition of the intro stops. Because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people really enjoy the Outset Island part. But I think a lot of people do not enjoy the Forsaken Fortress part. And I happen to really like the, the Forsaken Fortress part. I, I actually heard some criticisms, maybe not criticisms, but, like, suggestions that um, if the Forsaken Fortress had taken place, like, later in the game, and maybe not, like, the first portion of the game, that it might rank higher, since, like, Forsaken Fortress is kind of odd. It's, like, it's a stealth, you know, it's a stealth mission, for lack of a better term. You don't have a sword, 
and what you learn to do there doesn't really carry over to the rest of the game, but I think that it's, like, quite fun, and I think that in terms of, like, tone and, and tenor, it sets up the game quite well. It kind of, it has that awesome moment where Link is shot out of the, the cannon, which I think is, like, an all-time great Zelda moment. Um, <laughs> I do think that, um, you know, I, I think that Forsaken Fortress is fun. I can understand why people don't like it, and, and I wouldn't... I couldn't rank it, like, super highly because of what I just listed, where the Forsaken Fortress isn't, like, necessarily relevant to the rest of the game. But, I like, I, I really like the slice of life that you get on Outset. I think that the, you know, the section where you have to go and rescue Errol is quite fun. There's a, there's a couple different story beats in there, which are quite nice with, like, you know, uh, first of all, Errol getting captured, and then you waving goodbye to your to your grandma, and then... Uh, I don't know. There, there's just there's a lot of really nice uh, things that happen in the intro, um, so I I think that I would give it a B, and I don't know. Maybe that's a little bit high for for some people, but uh, I, yeah, there's something about it that I, I just it kind of makes me it kind of makes me smile. So I hear you. I the the more I think about it, the more I feel like what I want out of an intro, it would be at the point where you're at. Um, well, you just spoke with King of Red Lines for the first time. You, you wake up on his on his boat, and he's talking to you, kind of telling you what's what. And then you set foot on uh, Windfall, I believe it is. But for me, that's too long of an intro. That's like 30 minutes into the game. So Yeah. I Wait till say, we talk about some other games, Al. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so if, if that were the case, if that were where a lot of people saw the intro, I'd probably rank it a little bit lower just because it's a bit too long to get to the true point of the story. Right. But just to get to the point of setting off on your adventure, the adventure you think you're about to have, I would say outset. So the point where you get on the pirate ship and you're waving goodbye, that's the end of the intro. And for that, I would also rank it a B because... Again, it's pretty simple, but it doesn't it doesn't quite tell you the, the true reason for the rest of the game. It just kind of tells you for your it's like Frodo only taking the ring to Rivendell versus all the way right. to Mordor. Yeah. So that's fair. I would I would give it I would give it a B, I think. I, I think I would argue fun. that the uh, the moment where like you realize that you have to take it to Mordor is when uh, you know, Ganondorf first shows up. So mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. So I, I give it a B as well. And you you also learn some stuff with the sword, just like you're supposed to. You get your shield, yada, mm -hmm. yada, get some money, save Tetra, your sister's taken. You know you know what does happen during this intro, intro in Forsaken Fortress that does carry over is you you really do learn to, like, watch Link's eyes as they kind of look around to, like, what, like, if there's enemies or if there's clues or something yes. like that. So at yep. least you do that. Mm -hmm. So, okay. That's very true. What's next? Um, okay, let's pick something. We're also, we're going to have to do these games. Ooh. We have no idea what the intro is, too, by the way. I know that we can't remember the <laughs> intro. Okay, but I remember this one because I'm playing it right now. So let's go with Spirit Tracks. Um, okay. I would say Spirit Tracks is, the intro is up until you and Zelda kind of take off and she's already a spirit at that point. Like, she gives you the pamphlet and you're you're off to the, the Tower of Spirits. Right. So in all that time, you know, you kind of learn how to conduct the train. You become a conductor. You realize Cole is evil. He splits the tower apart, takes Zelda's body. Uh, Burn is there and kind of kicked your butt. And then you're off on your adventure with, with Spirit Zelda. I right. feel like that's a pretty good intro to a game, especially to that story. You get the whole gist of everything that's going on. Um, you 
learn I wouldn't say you learn anything about like the fighting style or anything until after that so that's kind of lacking a little bit there but the main gist is you're traveling on the train and the things yeah. you have to avoid so I would actually give that one I ooh that's tough I think I would give that one a B <clears throat> just because you're kind of missing the combat portion and I feel like an intro should teach that so I would give that one a B yeah you know I was saying yesterday on my Twilight Princess stream, that at this point, um, the the Legend of Zelda Spear Tracks is the game that I have went the longest since playing. So I probably haven't played it in like eight years, I, I want to say. Um, so I'm a little bit foggy on the intro. I know that you get the your conductor license and you get the train and stuff, and I know that Zelda <clears throat> turns into a spirit and that you have to do like an extended escape sequence out of the castle, which I, th I think that that part was fine. Um... But I, I guess what I'm saying here is is I'm going to defer to you. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so I'll, I'll rank it a B as well. Um, but I could I could definitely use a refresher. But I do remember, like, thinking that, you know, this is, uh, you know, as far as an intro goes, like, this is pretty, it's pretty all right. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think that uh, the issues with Spirit Track certainly aren't tied up to uh, the intro. So... Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a B. I, I don't have much to add, unfortunately. And I'll put this one behind Wind Waker. Um, yes, I agree. Yeah, like, but... Wind Waker uh, be a B plus. Yeah, so <laughs> that would be that would be my answer. I, I don't have, like, a, a great answer, unfortunately. So. Mm -hmm. And you pointed out something as well. Is, uh, it also teaches you that you're going to be controlling Zelda for the majority of the game. And yeah. using teamwork to you know, the eventual goal, which I thought was important, so. Right. Um, okay, are you ready for this one? Okay. Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Seasons. You might be asking yourself, what, <laughs> what the is heck the is the intro for this game? <laughs> uh, which is a completely valid question. And I think based on that question Din, alone. Right? Sorry? It has to do with Din, right? It does, yeah. Okay. But, it, like, I think that the fact that you can't recall the intro is and like we played this last year is pretty indicative of the intro <laughs> itself. So this right. is what happens. You you start your cutscene, um, Din gets captured by by General Onyx, and then I would say that the intro for me stops after you go to the uh, to the hero cave and get like the sword. Um, okay. but I guess that you could maybe count Gnarled Root Dungeon as the as the end of the intro because like it's not really that far off until you get to that dungeon either way i i think it's a c i think it's a c because like it's not particularly engaging it's not particular like there's no real story to set up um mm -hmm. you know you do like the mini the mini cave to get your sword and then you you could say that you go to the, like the first dungeon after and you know there's really not much to it other than that I kind of agree. Like, I do remember, and Seasons is the one I played more than Ages, because I've only played Ages once. So I do remember the multiple times that I've started that game, the little cutscene where you're dancing with Din and the little yeah. of people. And then she gets taken, and I believe it's, like, kind of by a whirlwind or whatever. She gets taken, and Impa is kind of like, that's Din, you need to go save her. And that's kind of all I remember. Um... I don't even remember getting up to Gnarled Root or anything that to that point. So my my understanding of the intro is just the cutscene, really, that kind of introduces you to the to your main objective of the story. So right. I would also call that a D because it's pretty short. It doesn't like 
okay. at my point, it doesn't give you a lot of, you know, combat or anything else or much of the story. Right. You just didn't capture, go get her. Okay, so I, I said C, but I'm, I'm willing to put it at a, as a D because, I mean, there's not, like, uh, you know, I'm not fighting for it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. I think, I think C's fine. Okay, well, well let's do C. Uh, okay. let's move on your your pick your pick okay let's just do ages and get it over with because i also don't okay. remember anything <laughs> yeah i i think that you can you can pretty much apply the same thing that i just said about seasons to ages um i will say that at least with the intro of ages you kind of learn a little bit about the black tower and you meet ralph and the um you, you get to know varin a little bit so there's a little bit more story um, and you rescued the Maku tree and the Maku, the Maku tree is a superior version of the Maku tree in Oracle of Ages versus Oracle of Seasons. Um, <laughs> so there's that. And then you do, you do Spirit's Grave. And I would say that the intro stops after you do Spirit's Grave, which mm -hmm. is like the, the Halloween kind of dungeon, which I think is a cool dungeon. So like, I would rank it just ahead of Seasons, but I, like you could almost clone everything. I mean, listen, like the, the Oracle games aren't like, you know, at this point, like, we know how to play those kind of games, so they don't need to show you or teach you anything. Um, story wasn't really a focus on either of those games, although you could say that it was more of a focus in ages and seasons. So, like, there, it's kind of just like you start the game and you go, and it's, it's a little bit more tough, I feel like, to, you know, to see where that intro starts and ends, and the rest of the game starts and ends, you know? True. And I, I kind of agree that this is pretty much similar, like, on par with how Seasons is, is you kind of get a, a short little cutscene. I find it a little bit more uh, compelling of a cutscene, I think, because you find out that Imba was possessed. Right. And then and then she takes over Nehru's body, which is just, in, it, it makes for an interesting little story. Um, and, yeah, for me, I, at that point, it's like I don't really remember what I did for the rest of the game. So I am also just going to kind of give this a... Actually, you know what? After talking about this more, I might bump these down to a D, both of them. Both? Okay, I'd bump Seasons down to a D, but I think, I think I'd keep Ages at, like, a C+. Plus. Ooh, C+. Plus. Well, I mean, like, so it, it'll be, like, the... Or a C plus, a C minus, sorry, C minus, C minus. Okay, I was oh, like, my, dang, that is generous. Yeah, what am I talking about? Uh, <laughs> so, like, like, the back of the Cs, you know, like, the back. last of the Cs... Gotcha. I don't, what's I better, the last of the C's or the first of the D's? <laughs> oh my god, I <laughs> don't know. <laughs> All right, well. I, I think I'm going to stick them both in D. Just the more I talk about it, the less I remember. and Okay. Like, the less I, I'm making I like a collective it. list here, by the way. A collective ranking. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so what, what, it's my turn? Yeah, yes. All right, let's do... Let's do the original Legend of Zelda. Which I will say, Gooey's going to hate me for this. I'm going to say it's a C at best and maybe a D. Because there's no, like, you just start, you find mm -hmm. the old man, he tells you it's dangerous to go alone, and then you go. And that's it. You can literally go almost anywhere. Um, so there's no real intro to speak of. There is no real tutorial to speak of. Now, I am not being fair in a sense of like, I think in in that time, in those days, um, the the manual, much as we saw with Tunic, the manual was uh, like very, very integral to like an opening of a game. 
Um, and it would kind of give you a little bit of story. It would kind of give you a little bit of maybe like hints, direction, stuff like that. So I think if you're taking it into account with the manual, you could maybe bump it up a little bit. But I'm not. I'm sorry to the Tier 4 heroes. I think they've ranked this an A. Uh, I'm going to rank it a C. And you could talk me down to a D if you if you wanted to, Al. I, and I understand, you know, of the time, that's like the best that they could do. But when you consider just like intros as a whole and what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Um, I would almost say that doing that first dungeon, like that intro dungeon is high for me, but the intro itself is, is pretty low because like you said, all you do is you are plopped in the game, you get your sword and you go. And you know, as a kid, I didn't think to read the manual at all. So, right. like, there, I don't have any notion of what I'm supposed to be doing or where I'm supposed to go. I'm just plopped into this world, and I'm let free. So I'm going to say D. Yeah, I'm going to go I, as I far think... as to say F, but I would say it's lower than Oracle, the Oracle games. Okay, I, I think I could agree with that. You know, even I'm looking at the Zelda dungeon walkthrough right now, and, yeah. you, you, like... The Eagle, which is the first dungeon, like, that's not even in the first section of the walkthrough. There's something called the Gathering, which you have to go and collect all of these different items. And, like, I mean, if you don't have a walkthrough, like, you don't know where to go. Like, and mm -hmm. if you don't, if you're not, like, a seasoned veteran of this game, you don't know where to go. And that, that can be frustrating. Right. And, of course, we do have to give some some leeway. We're talking about a 36-year-old game, but, but I mean, still, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to fight D. I, I, can, I can get behind that. Okay. There you go. All right, my turn. Let's let's go with um I'm going to go with Majora's Mask. Okay. Uh, um let's see. Where would I cut off the intro? I would say the intro is probably up until your first time back. Like so the first 3 days. I agree. The first 3 days I think is the intro and once you get the song of time and then go back and you're not a Deku anymore, that's when the intro stops. Yeah. Yeah. Which could either be really quick or really long. It just depends on the player, I guess. But I feel like that's where you get the essence of the story, of yes. all the side characters that are around, the fact that you kind of have to navigate time and have some time management. Yeah. Um, you get a little bit of combat, but the it's only for the Deku, and then you kind of realize that you're going to be switching between all these different uh, species, which is cool. I think it just does a really good job of telling you the main gist of this game, and that's time management and, you know, working with all these NPCs at different points in time to get to the end goal. And I think they did a really, really good job with it. Like, it's really compelling story, and right. it's really kind of – it. it's very integral to the immersion of the story. So I'm going to give that one – ooh, I might almost give that one an S tier. You know what? I was about to give it an S tier myself, actually. I, I think this is I, one of the best in the series. Yeah, I would um, say this is an S tier intro. Because, like, when you think about it, Majora's Mask had, like, a, a lot it needed to accomplish with the with yeah. the intro to this game. Because, like, at, at a, you know, at a base level, you're looking at it and just be like, oh, okay, well, like, I've played Ocarina of Time, so, like, I, I know everything that I need to know about Majora's Mask. But you really don't. You're playing as a Deku. You're trying to figure out this new time system. You're, you're trying to like learn a little bit about clock town which is going to be an integral part of your journey so like it, it really does like have to serve a lot of masters here and i think it does that really really well um the story beats that it sets up are compelling and engaging the the way that it shows you like how to use like or just like, like how to factor in time into what you do i think is really compelling i actually even like the way that um the n64 version does it 
where it's just like you this is more of the game in general but like you can't just like jump to very specific points in time right. like you have to kind of like wait your day out a little bit so i i really mm-hmm. like that but yeah I, I think that this intro for all the reasons that you said is, is like a really really strong really strong intro so i would also have put it in s tier i would have settled for a but uh i i'm i'm okay with s i was gonna say s S yep i agree um okay what do we got here um let's do let's do the legend of zelda the minish cap so and (laughs) i would say that the intro i think that the intro probably runs to the end of deepwood shrine because you get there pretty quickly um, and this is also high for me. This is probably an A as well. Cause I think that you, you have like a lot of like really good story in the intro. You, you kind of establish a relationship between Zelda and between Link, which gives you a little bit of a reason to care about them. You get to meet Ezlo. You get to learn a little bit about the Picori. Um, you have a lot of like really cool gameplay elements that are introduced. You get to meet the Minish. Um, obviously you transform into like a small version of yourself and I think that Deepwood Shrine is like a really great intro dungeon. It's a, it's a solid dungeon, like a water, you know, water grass type dungeon. Uh, mm-hmm. Cool items, cool boss. Uh, what's not to like? So yeah, this one is a is a high one for me. Um, I'm I'm gonna go A. Okay, I might defer where you put the um, where would you where you would think the intro is to you because this is like spirit tracks is to you the longest time you've played a zelda game i would say minish cap is probably one of the longest times i've played a zelda game okay so i'm trying to remember the intro there and i can remember zelda finding you you kind of go through the castle market there's some kind of event happening you go into the castle cory festival there you go and you go into the castle and the king is in there and then stuff goes down yeah i think zelda's taken right (laughs) she is Yep, she is. And the big go, bad body is doing his right. thing. And then I remember you go run into the right area to the forest, and that's <laughs> where you find Ezlo. Yes. <laughs> and then I do remember you going into a tree stump and shrinking. So I remember all that, which is good. That that means it's like a good kind of intro to get you into the game. I would think that kind of meeting the Picori and being small is where I would cut my intro off. And I feel like it's decent. I would put it as a... B, just because I don't remember it well, but I'm okay with giving it an A. Alright, we're giving it an A. If we're giving, if we're giving this, the oracles a D, we're going to give this an A. Okay. Um, but it, like, I, I see what you're saying, but where you would cut off the intro, but like, so you go to the Minish Village, or the Pecori Village, and like, you, you immediately go to Deepwood Shrine, so I, I would like, include that in and of the same package, but okay. yeah, whatever. I understand. Um... Okay, Al, it is uh it is your pick. Okay, let's go with let's go with Phantom Hourglass. Oh, okay. God, um, I feel like I barely remembered the intro for Phantom Hourglass other than it's like not I don't think it's that good. I think it's actually not as uh what I've been finding since playing Spirit Tracks for the first time is while I love Phantom Hourglass, it's Spirit Tracks is a better game. It's just a better game. It has it has a more compelling story that isn't very generic and kind of bleh. Right. And um, I think Linebeck is better than Burn as far as character development. But really? other than that, yeah. Okay. I do. 
other than that, I think that the story overall, the dungeons and all that kind of stuff is better. And I agree that the, the intro is also better. I feel like Phantom Hourglass's intro is you wake up on an island and yeah. um, Mercay Island or Mercay Island, whatever. You have a fairy um, yeah. who doesn't remember anything. You get the sword from Oceus and you go up to meet Limebeck in the uh, Temple of the Ocean King. And I would probably say that. Um, that that's probably leaving, the intro right there. Yeah, leaving yeah. Mercay with Limebeck is like the end of the intro. And it's just not very, um, it's not very extensive. It's pretty like. That's Pretty a weak simple. intro. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just weak compared to Spirit Tracks in other games. So I would actually rank Phantom Hourglass a C. Like, it does what it needs to. It kind of introduces what is going on with um, Temple of the Ocean King and what you have to do and right. um, how you're going to save Tetra. Oh, I forgot that Tetra was... I totally forgot the whole ghost ship nonsense. That tells you how... <laughs> yeah, well, does that does that even take place in the in the intro there? Yeah, it, okay. Tet you come across the ghost ship and Tetra's taken. That's and right. And your That's goal right. is to save Tetra. So, God, I can't believe I forgot that. Still a C because the fact that you can't even remember that. Right. Uh, I would have said a D. I would have put this behind Seasons. I, I'm not... I, I'm not. I'm not willing to die on that hill. If you want to do a C, we can do a C. Um, yeah. I put it behind ages, in our C's, but uh, I, I yeah. I'm not like. I don't know. I'm not. I, uh, I still think super it's a little bit more. I think it's still informative and gives you a better like um like a bigger story than the the Oracle games. I wouldn't say better. Uh, I know not a lot of people really jump behind that, but it still has. It's still kind of gives you more to chew on than the oracle games okay uh i guess so uh, i can see what you're saying i i think that for me i'm having a hard time differentiating the intro from the rest of the game because like when the intro is just like you got to go to the temple of the ocean king and then the middle of the game is like you got to go to the temple of the ocean king and then the end <laughs> of the game is like you got to go to temple of the ocean king it's just like jesus i don't want to go to this place anymore so like yeah uh okay we can we can do a c we can do a okay. c if you want deserves that much it's it's definitely more of an intro than the oracle games all right um okay let's do let's do a heavy hitter next l okay i think that there's three or four heavy hitters on this list you know what let's get it out of the way let's talk about the legend of zelda skyward sword okay a lot of people have a lot of things to say about this intro and uh i you know, for whatever reason, maybe it's because I was so enchanted by the story and by the romance between Link and Zelda. Maybe it's because I thought that the mysterious fee coming from the sword, the spirit of the sword, was so ethereal. Maybe it's because I loved soaring around the skies with, uh, you know, with your romantic interest, Zelda. Um, maybe it's because I thought that the idea of Skyloft was so cool and just like this floating civilization and maybe it's because i just really like the idea of going back to the very beginning and finding out where the legend of zelda really started but i i like this intro a lot i think there's a lot of great character moments obviously with Groose mm -hmm. and with zelda and with link and the whole ceremony the night ceremony i think is great um i think that uh, i guess first of all too we should we should stipulate where we think this intro actually ends because I would not say that it ends at at Skyview Temple, would you? 
not that far. I would say when you first like land on the surface is when I, the I agree. Went. I I would say that Farron Woods is the start of like the the game, whereas like Skyloft is like the intro. So I think that you get like a, a slice of life on Skyloft, which I I really love. Um, I think that uh, like I said, I I think that the the night ceremony is like a, an incredible bit of storytelling. I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, I guess there's some like tasks or whatever that some people think are a little bit dull, but like, I, I liked the, the waterfall cave and rescuing your loft wing. I liked, uh, you know, I, I liked everything that they set up in here. And it, again, it teaches you what you need to do in the game. You know, it teaches you flying, it teaches you sword combat. It teaches you, or I guess it doesn't teach you, but introduces Fee and that she's going to be your companion and kind of explains what she is. I, I, to be honest, I think that even if you were to include like the, um, the Farron Woods in your intro, then I, I even think that that's like not that bad. Although I guess at that point I can say that it's probably a little bit longer than, than, you know, we would have liked, but I wouldn't necessarily include that as part of the intro. I think that if we're talking just Skyloft, I, like, I don't know, I would rate it pretty high. Like, I, I think I'd rate it as an A. And I can hear people groaning and rolling their eyes, and I don't care, okay? I think that the intro to this game, for everything that I just laid out, is, like, awesome. And I actually, I don't understand why people hate on it so much. I guess, I guess if you are not enchanted by the story and the characters and stuff like that, yes, it can be a little bit of, uh, of time before you actually get to, like, do some adventuring, but I mean, if you are, that's a great intro. I don't know, Al. What do you think? I would say that when you land on the surface the first time is where the intro ends, because even before that, you kind of get a glimpse of Link's nightmare with the imprisoned. So you don't yeah. really need. You know that there's an evil coming, and because Fi tells you, she's like, "This is coming." You know. Yeah. So you are introduced to the evil. You're introduced to Zelda. You're introduced to Fi. You are introduced to the combat and how things operate with motion controls. You're introduced to flying. I think that's really significant. Is it a lot in an intro? Is it a long intro? Yes, but it's a long game and it's a lot in a game. And you kind of there's a lot you need to learn. There's a lot of characters you need to be introduced to, and there's a lot of like history and backstory and like setting up yes. that story that needs to happen in that intro if they didn't do all that that would have been a crappy intro and the rest of the game you would have been like what is even going on you know what am i even doing mm -hmm. and so i feel like it's significant if you put it into if you put it into perspective of the rest of the game you know what i mean yeah so I, I, mean, I would give i would give it an a as well i think it's a little long that's why i'm not giving it an s but i would give it an a like and i'm gonna ask you this question later but okay. if you had never played skyward sword you're playing it for the first time how many hours in do you think it is until you get to skyview temple um i think i could say like I... an hour and a half yeah i would say that too i'm trying to remember my first time because you can get, i think you can get through that intro really quickly if you skip all the cutscenes and stuff well no i'm like talking like playing for the first time you're gonna watch yeah. the cutscenes you know I think an hour and a half is yeah. is when you could get to um, Skyview. Mm -hmm. So, like, I I think that you know, and and maybe to adjust my question, like, I think that the opening part of like the the intro, um, 
like on, on Skyloft, maybe like 45 minutes, maybe an hour if you're really kind of exploring Skyloft or whatever. But I feel like if you're exploring Skyloft, then it's like you're obviously engaged and want to see what's on this island, right? So like, I right. I don't know. And I can see that some people are going to use this argument against me for a game that's coming up later. But I think that the, I, I mean, I think where it comes down to is like, does the game's world and characters capture you? And the answer for Skyward Sword is obviously yes, for me yeah. and for you. I, I agree. So there it is. Okay, so we've put Skyward Sword in the A tier. I, I wedged it in between Minish Cap and, and A Link to the Past. People are going to hate this, but I don't care. I don't care. I mean, I would personally rank Skyward Sword over Minish Cap, but it's, this, is, this is fine. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Okay, let's oh, wait, I can't. Oh, yeah, with... there we go. Um... Let's see, what game do so I So we play? have A Link Between Worlds left, Breath of the Wild, Four Swords Adventures, Link's Awakening, Ocarina of Time, Twilight Princess, and The Adventure of Link. Let's do Link's Awakening. I don't right. remember the intro too much because I haven't played in about three years. But what I do remember is there's kind of a, a cool cutscene that... Yep. Um, kind of introduces why you're on some weird island and that you wake up there and Marin's there and she, uh, you know, takes you in and then you kind of start your adventure and go get your sword. I would say that, I'd say probably the moment that you get your sword might be the end of the intro. What would you think? You're more of an expert. Uh, I don't think so. I, I think I would say that the end of Tail Cave is the, the intro for me. That's the like, first dungeon, right? Yeah. Uh, like, okay. you, you can get your sword pretty quickly, in that mm -hmm. game like i would say within like the first 10 minutes um mm -hmm. so i i would say that uh, the intro to me would be you you meet Marin, you meet Taryn, you go and find your sword um you need to go to the woods to get uh to get the key to tail cave and in, in the time that you do that you need to cure Taryn because he's turned into a uh, psychedelic raccoon um <laughs> so you need to do that and then you go into tail cave and it's uh you know a a, a fine intro dungeon kind of again very basic you know link's awakening is kind of the same thing as link to the past where like it doesn't you know kind of how to play that style of game if you have played link to the past even if you haven't it's a fairly simple style of game there's no gimmicks there's no hooks it's just like very straightforward um 2d top-down action adventure so it doesn't really need to teach you a whole lot one thing that i think that tail cave does uh, kind of well is it gives you um rocks feather like right away and it has those 2d levels as well which um you know can uh i guess i guess i wouldn't say that's like a, a a thing used throughout the game but you know there's there's 2d levels here and there so i mean there's that but i'd like i i think that uh the story that link's awakening weaves is like really awesome um so i would say for me it would be a high b um I don't know if I could push it to an A tier because I it, it's it's quite simple, but I think that the way that they set up the story is is awesome. Uh, the opening cutscene, especially in the the remake, the twenty nineteen remake, is is awesome, and um, yeah, just like simple, clean, nice to the point, nothing super flashy about it. It's uh, you know you just go ahead and do it. And by the way, I think the Tier Four Heroes guys brought this up, and I totally agree with them. The uh, the sword search song from Link's Awakening is awesome. <laughs> so, and I think that's the only time you hear it during the game. 
So, so uh, my yeah. problem is that I just don't remember, even though it's only been a couple years since I played, I just don't remember a lot of that stuff. Right. And I I feel like there's more compelling intros. And for some reason, I just like in my head, I'm rejecting the idea of including the intro dungeon with the intro for some reason um, in all these games, not just this one. But right. I don't know. Something about it would just like, I feel like it's not... It's not better than Spear Tracks, I would say. Oh, like no Spear way. Tracks I'll fight like... you on that one. Come on. <laughs> no way. I guess it's just... I And I know a lot of people have a lot of love for this game, but it's just something that I've never oh. felt, I guess. So to me, it's just like a really simple intro that kind of introduces the story. I guess I just don't take the intro as long as you do. Like, you can finish Tail Cave. I would, I would suggest to you, Al that in the same amount of time that you play Ocarina of Time and finish Inside the Deku Tree is the same amount of time that you play Link's Awakening and finish Tail Cave. Mm -hmm. And I think that we would all agree that Into the Deku Tree is part of the intro of Ocarina of Time. Probably, yeah. Well, I don't know. I what, probably, what is probably? I it, def it definitely strong, is. I don't have very strong <laughs> feelings about it, but in my opinion, I think Spirit Tracks is better, but I know that I'm not, not a lot of people are going to agree. Okay, so. I'll, I'll tell you what I'm willing to do here, Al. I'm willing to put Link's Awakening in the middle between Spirit Tracks and Wind Waker in the D tier. This is going to be a long show, by the way. We're at 45 minutes, and we have a lot of uh, games to cover. I didn't even mention... So, Triforce Heroes isn't even on this tier list. So whoever made this was thinking correctly and, and excluded <laughs> that game. But we're just going to oh give gosh. it an honorary F right now. Oh my gosh, I don't even remember the intro of it, to be honest. Okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I, that. I think I blocked it from my mind. <laughs> I'll give you that on Link's Awakening. That's fine. Um, okay, let's do... Um, okay, <laughs> here we go. It's, it's my turn to pick, right? Yes. Okay. The Adventure of Link is up next. And uh, I listened to three men... That I like and I respect in the Tier Force Heroes. One of them is my one of my best friends. And th these three guys tried to tell me, they tried to sell me a bill of goods that said that the intro to The Legend of Zelda, The Adventure of Link, was better than Skyward Sword's intro. Oh my god. And I I actually you know how in airplanes they have those little vomit bags? I looked around and I was like, oh god, I'm gonna throw up. And I didn't have a vomit bag. So I lunged across my desk. I was listening to this at work. I lunged across my desk. I saw the blue bin where there was some paper. And I was like, and I hurled inside of it. Had to go throw it out after I heard that. Just left for the rest of the day. I was so I was so shaken up by what I just heard. <sighs> I literally know nothing about Adventure of Link's intro. You know what? I know a thing or two about Adventure of Link's intro. So let me tell you how it okay. goes. You start off in, uh, well, I guess I don't know as much as I thought, because I forget the name of this cursed <laughs> palace that you that you have to go back to again and again and again and again every time you die. But uh, you start off there, and kind of in the same vein as, as the original Legend of Zelda, you just go, you just go, and uh, what you're supposed to do is make it to the first town, which, uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember which one that is. I'm going to look it up right now. What you're supposed to do is make it to the first town. And in order to get there, you have to go through a tunnel, which is completely dark. So, 
it would you would assume as a player like I can't proceed yet because this tunnel is dark and I can't see anything. This is not the way to go. So then you you wander around and wander around and wander around. You probably die a million times from all these random encounter enemies on the field. And then eventually, if you're feeling brave, you go back to that tunnel and you go through it. And then you finally get to um, Parappa Palace. And... Uh, that and Raru Town is the first town. Thank you, uh, Zelda Dungeon walkthrough for helping me out there. But um, that's how you do it. That's the intro of the game. And I, I don't even know where the intro starts and stops because, like, the intro to Adventure of Link is like so. Like, you're gonna fight a bunch of enemies. You're probably gonna die a couple times. Uh, you're probably gonna be confused at where you need to go. I, I don't know. I, I would say getting to Parappa Palace is where I would say the intro stops. Even if you were to include Parappa Palace itself, I think that that's like a... It's not an intro dungeon necessarily. It's just... It's like any other dungeon in the game. Uh, you find a candle in there. So that you can see in that tunnel that you already had to cross to get to the palace. So, uh... This is low. This is low. This is a D. This is bottom of the Ds for me. I just find it... I'm trying to imagine it again, like you're playing it for the first time in Oof. whatever year it came out. And 1987. And um, just trying to play it for the first time and trying to figure out, like, what you're supposed to do, what the story is, the gist of things. And I'm a kid, and I'm not going to be reading any manuals or walkthroughs. I'm just trying. You want the game Zelda to Zelda Dungeon does you not exist. <laughs> right, you want the game to introduce you to the game. You don't like if is this one of those games where the manual is a big deal? I'm sure, I'm sure it is. I, I think I you could remember. you could almost say any NES game uh, has a substantial. Okay, pamphlet. but that's my point. Is you want the game to introduce you to the game, not anything any outside material. And so I don't think this game does that. And trust me, I've started this game over and over and over again, and I still don't know what the heck the intro is. Well, it's kind of like a Sleeping Beauty intro. Um, you, the, you know, Princess Zelda falls asleep, she's been cursed, and you've got to wake her up and assemble okay. the uh, the Triforce. I can't imagine that being anywhere near Skyward Sword, what Skyward Sword does it's for not. you. It's not. It's <laughs> not. So and, and listen, I'm willing to give, like, complete leeway to the story element, actually, because I, I feel like what you said, I think, is true for now, where, like, a game should tell you in the game the story, but I don't think that that was true back then. I think that limitations meant that, like, you had to get a lot of your story from the manual, and I think that's fine. But, like, the, just, like, the gameplay, the navigation, uh, <laughs> you know, like, hey. I'm going to give this a, a low D as well. Okay, so it is the bottom of the Ds. It is the D minus of the Ds. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, okay. I, don't, I don't know. I, I just... God, that made me, that made me ill. I felt like I had COVID all over again when I heard that. <laughs> all right, let's go with Breath of the Wild because I, I think it'd be interesting to see what everybody thinks is the in intro. Is it the moment you kind of come out of the cave or talk to the old man for the first time, or is it when you finish the Great Plateau? I would say the Great it? Plateau. Okay. I would say I, I what what moment when you come out of the cave? I can't even picture that. Um. 
like when you first come out of the Shrine of Resurrection and it like takes control for a second, Link runs up to the edge of the cliff and you get the whole span of, okay, this is an open world Zelda game. That's like, that's like 15 seconds into the game. Yeah. Let's well, not but... the intro. Okay, but when... There's gonna be some gameplay Leg- in the intro. Legend of Zelda just dumps you in the game and gives well, you the Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that's the point, is that that's what they were doing, was kind of mimicking that intro from The sure. Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Where they were like, Boop, big world, go adventure. 20-second intro. A-tier. <laughs> no, I, I would say The Great Plateau, and I, I think that it's a okay. strong intro. I agree. So I would say The Great Plateau as well. Because it gives you four shrines that you're introduced to. All of them introduce you to the runes that you're going to be using. You kind of get to um, talk to the old man in all these different little points. And he kind of gives you tips on uh, surviving in the wild, um, which is the gist of of the whole game. You can get like a ton, a ton, a ton of resources throughout the plateau. You have almost every like um climate on the plateau that you have to navigate throughout the world the koroks start on the plateau the enemies start on the plateau everything is there i call it tutorial plateau for a reason (laughs) and i think that's a really solid intro you can get through it in like 30 minutes if you're quick but yeah sometimes it could take you an hour two hours and that's fine because you're this is a huge game and it's it needs to prepare you for a huge game so i think it did a really good job and i would say the point where it ends is probably when you get the paraglider. Yeah, Because then you I, I get agree. story element as yeah. well. So I'm going to say it's an A tier. I'm going to say it's an S tier, actually. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go full S. I'm not but... going to fight you on that. Well, I think that like everything that you just laid out is completely true. And there is story in there. You know, you've got the, the old man slash, uh, mm-hmm. spoilers, King of Hyrule. Um <laughs> You know, which I mean, I think I think Mr. Magoo could have seen that spoiler coming, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, like I, I think for everything that you just said, um, the climate, like actually, you, you said even more than I was thinking. The climate is a great, um, you know, tidbit as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it teaches you the runes, teaches you about shrines, teaches you uh, just like uh, you know how how Zelda in an open world is going to work, and I think that like a lesser developer would have released that as like a game. You know, and like that could have been yeah. like almost like the game right there. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that it's a really, really strong intro that well, well equips you for the rest of the game. And I like too that like you don't necessarily have to do any of the shrines in any particular order, which I feel like is, 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 you know, indicative of, of the rest of the experience as well. Um, but you know, there's, there's, there's also that like, part of the intro too which i feel like is important which i i don't even know if you can quantify it or ex- maybe i won't explain it right but like when you get to the great plateau it's just like you have this overwhelming urge to just like roam and see what's there and like see you know what 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 secrets you can find or whatever and i think that 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 curiosity that is planted in you on the great plateau is like kind of like inception like it's planted in you there and like that's what the game wants you to do is to explore and go off the beaten path. And I think that that kind of goes to the rest of the game and, and, and that's your mentality for the rest of the game. So yeah, I, I would say like an S for everything that you said. I think you laid it out really well. Perfect. Perfect for me. I like it. Okay. 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 Let's do, um, let's do a link between worlds. Let's okay. do a link between worlds. I, uh, I don't know. I feel like I don't have like, 
a ton of strong feelings about uh, A Link Between Worlds. In fact, I think that it basically starts off very similar to A Link to the Past, where, like, you have to go into Hyrule Castle, um, you gotta go to Kakariko Village, you meet Ravio, Zelda gets, uh, you know, kidnapped by, uh, what's, uh, what's his name? Yuga? Yuga. That's right, Yuga. So, I don't know, I, I, I don't know if I'm gonna rate this one very highly. Not, not because I don't like A Link Between Worlds, and, like, I know that you do get the, like, you do eventually turn it, I, I would say that your fight, um, where you get turned into a portrait is the end of the intro, by the way, where you fight Yuga. Um, I don't know, like, it, it's just, it's too similar, which, I mean, of course it is, because it's a direct sequel to A Link to the Past, and they were trying to pay homage to A Link to the Past, but I, I don't know, maybe they could have done something a little bit different. Um, maybe they could have given you in the intro, like, the, the wall merging ability earlier, or... I don't know, something, but it's it's not a very high one for me, just because I feel like it's just kind of like, you know, kind of been um, there, done that. I don't know if I would say as far as the first time you get the um, wall merging ability would be my end of the intro, because that's at the end of Eastern Palace, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I it say, is. I would, I would cut it off at the Sanctuary again, just because that's when you see Yuga for the first time. That's when he captures What's-Her-Face, and uh, turns her into a painting. Right. Yeah. I kind of understand what you're saying, though, because you do go to the Eastern Palace, you do get the main ability of the game, and then you also get the pendant that you talk to Zelda about. Right. So, ooh, that's kind of hard for me. I feel like I feel like at that point, it's been really long into the game for me. I feel like either way, like either way that you cut it off is just kind of not very engaging to me. It's like an odd, well, I find it engaging, but it's like odd cut off either way. Yeah. Um, just because like they probably should have turned Link into a, a statue or a, a painting right then in the sanctuary. Um, and then Yes, yes, I out. agree. And then you could do Eastern Palace with that mechanic. I think that would have been something that could have uh... yeah maybe a little bit make it a little bit a higher grade of an intro yeah. i would give this one a b just because i enjoy it i enjoy the story elements i enjoy the art i enjoy that it's slightly different than what, what about a high a c are you willing to, to settle for a high I'll, c i'll put it we've got ages right now in phantom hourglass i'd be willing to put it ahead of ages or I guess if you want to go B, we could put it behind Spear Tracks. I just I just think this is a C. I think it's like a a mid C. Um, let's just put it behind Spear Tracks because either way it's going to be behind Spear Tracks, Ugh, right? I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. All right, whatever. I don't like it being that low. <laughs> I just like I I actually think that a link between worlds for me really doesn't take off until you get to high rule or high rule low rule and you start going in between. Um. And then you get, like, the really awesome sequences and awesome dungeons in the game, like, you know, Thief's Hideo, Dark Pal, like, all that stuff. But I, yeah. I think that until you get there, it's kind of, it's a little bit too, I don't know. I would agree that the... Not that, that it's it has, bad. Not that it's bad, but I, right. think it, I think it levels up when it gets there, for sure. I can understand that, but I, and I would agree that the cutoff for the intro is, like, very odd to determine, and yeah. they should have given you the ability a little bit sooner, but overall it does what it's supposed to do as an intro it introduces you know the the gist of the game introduces the the bad guy and what he's doing with 
the sages and whatnot. So I think it does what it's supposed to do. And you get your sword and you start combat and all that kind of stuff. So it does what it's supposed to do. And it's a decent intro that way. Not that it really, like, whether it gives everybody the attention to the game that they want. I think it's fine. You don't. That's not what's important. Does it give a good intro to the game overall? All right. Okay, so we have Four Swords Adventures, Ocarina of Time, Twilight Princess left. And I think that Four Swords should be a buffer in between them. So... Okay. Is it your turn or is it my turn? It's your turn. Uh, Yeah, it's my turn. Let's do Ocarina you... of Time then. Ocarina of Time. Okay. Okay. I would agree that this, that the Deku tree is part of the intro because it's like super quick that you get there. So, yes. um, and I understand that that's what you said about Link's Awakening too. I just don't remember it well. Um, So you, you know, you're having a nightmare and <coughs> you wake up, you get your fairy, your companion for the rest of the game kind of navigate through uh, Kokori Vill- uh, Forest. Kokiri Forest. Thank you. Yes. I'm like getting all mixed up between my villages and my Middish village and, and Kokiri Town. Kakariko and... Village. Yeah. And... Anyways, Kokiri Forest. Thank you. Um, you get your sword and your shield, so that's good. You get a little bit of demo to uh, fighting throughout the dungeon, and you're getting your maps, you're doing puzzles, and your compass, and your main item. Right. I think it does everything that it needs to do to set up the story because I would say even like the point where the day Kutri stopped telling you the story and you're off on your adventure, that's the end of the intro. So you get story, combat, um, a little bit of adventure and exploring and uh, getting to know your companion. And I think it's great. I think it's a really solid, I'd say, I'd say A for right. like a high A for Ocarina of Time. Okay. I'd say S. I would say S, and I think you probably suspected I would say that. Um, but I I, th I do think that context is important because, of course, this is the first 3D Zelda, right? So, like, it teaches you how to, you know, how to play Zelda in 3D. Um, you go to Kokiri Forest, and there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of instances where you are, like, L-targeting and crawling and just doing a lot of, like, different movement-based things um, to, t to really teach you and ease you into how do we play Zelda in 3D. And and I think that that's really important to keep in mind. Um but even like even without that, I think that the intro is still fun. You get to you get to meet Link, you get to meet Saria, you get to meet like the the rest of the Kokiri. Um and I think that they're all charming and engaging. Um uh, you know, you you have like the little the little part where you go and get your sword and your shield, but uh Actually, one thing about the shield too is I, I think that it it's nice that the game lets you, or maybe makes you is a better word, spend a little bit more time in Kokiri and just kind of getting to know everybody and like looking around for rupees to to buy your shield. Um, and the intro dungeon, which again really teaches you a lot of very basic fundamentals like you know Deku sticks on fire and using that to to light up webs or, or well-placed jumps um that kind of stuff there's skulltillas in there um i think that that it, it does like such a masterful job of like teaching the player how to function in 3d um so i i i can't erase the context of like when this game came out and what this game was doing versus like you know from my my ranking of the intro um and yeah you mentioned too like if, if you want to i would say that the the intro stops after the Deku tree. But I think if you wanted to extend the intro to like when you finally leave Kokiri forest, like you have a great scene 
mm-hmm. like a great scene to to leave Kokiri with, and like the the scene where with Link kind of awkwardly running away from Saria is like such a powerful scene to me because like I remember it as a kid. I was like, I just mm-hmm. want them to be friends, and you mm-hmm. have to run away and leave, and uh, yeah, yeah, and like into into that, Deku three. Yeah, well, I like. Um, I think Into the Deku Tree is like one of the, one of, if not the best intro dungeon too. Like, we haven't really talked about music a whole lot in this so far, um, but I do like. I love the the Deku Tree theme. Um, and actually, I love the Kokiri theme too. So, like, the music is really like you know, it's really uh, hitting it out of the park in this particular intro. So, um, yeah, I I would say it's like an S tier for me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I can, you know what? I can agree with that. I like what you said about the context of when it came out and the fact that it was introducing you to Zelda in 3D. I, I think that Breath of the Wild and Majora's Mask are better intros, but I'm, I'm okay with putting okay. it behind those on the S tier. Sure, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, what, uh, what else can you say about yeah. Ocarina of Time that hasn't been said before? Okay, Four Swords Adventures is next. Is there okay, even an intro for Four Swords Adventures? I can't. I, can't I don't remember. remember anything about Four Swords Adventures. I'm, I'm gonna look this up literally I'm on the fly. Bad. <laughs> um. Oh God. Four Swords Adventures is not included on the walkthrough list on the on the website. So. Is it included on the wiki? <laughs> uh, that's a that's a great question. Um. I I mean, listen. It's it's not a very it's not a high intro, right? Like I think that you you get very much set up like a basic setup and you know Vadi is is escaped and he's evil and he's he's a bad guy and he needs to be stopped and you know that's <laughs> fine i i think that you basically just start with the levels like right away um yeah so i mean you go to the four sword sanctuary you you get the setup for the story there and you just you go then the next level is is that you go and you wake up and I want to say you're in Lake Hylia. Um, I'm just pulling up the walkthrough right now, and this walkthrough on Zelda Dungeon looks like it's a hundred years old too, by the way. So like <laughs> that tells you how many people are kind of into this. But um, yeah, I mean there, there there's not much of a story, there's not much of an intro. It's it's just you kind of you kind of go. So as much as I love this game and I really do, I can't rank it very high rank it very high either and i i'm I'm gonna be really honest i don't think i've ever played the intro like i've played this game and i've played a good majority of this game throughout the years because of the zelda dungeon marathon um but at the same like i played a lot of levels but i feel like i've never really played the intro so i don't know if i could really rank this fairly i might have to leave it up to you well like i I think the thing is is that like there's not really an intro like there's there's a cutscene where you are split up and uh after that you just you like you kind of go right would like you say that's this is like because that's kind of what you do with the oracle games would you say this is a better cutscene and go than the oracle games or worse i would say that it's probably comparable to oracle of seasons okay. um and and you know we put oracle of seasons in the d tier and uh i I, I don't know that I could argue for Four Swords Adventures being much higher since, okay. like, you... You know, you do get the cool cutscene where you split into four, and that's kind of cool. But, like, even um even that is, like, we already saw that in Four Swords on the Game Boy Advance, right? So, like, you had that cutscene with Vadi, and I actually remember that, like, very vividly because I had the Link to the Past cartridge, and, um you know, I, I always wanted to play Four Swords... 
but you can't because you needed the the peripherals and gimmicks to to link up all the Game Boy advances. But I watched mm-hmm. the opening cutscene where Vadi turns into a monster and, and splits everybody up like a million times. And I feel like that is almost more memorable to me than the intro for Four Swords, even though you can play Four Swords yourself. So, uh, I don't know. I, I could go I could go above Seasons. I could go behind Seasons. I, I would put it above Legend of Zelda and, and Adventure of Link, for sure. Okay. I might Let's even put it one. above um, Seasons if you really wanted to. I'm going to say I'm okay either way, but for me, since I don't really know much about it and just based on what you're explaining i'd put it below seasons all right let's do that okay we have one left tell <laughs> one left. i think everybody's been waiting for this twilight right. princess twilight princess twilight princess okay i think how do i how should i begin this you know what do you want to go first do you want me to go first wait how do you want this to go i feel like an, i i feel like i know everything you're gonna say and I feel like it could be argued with the same things that we've said about Skyward Sword. Yes. Okay. Let's start there. That's a great point. Okay. Okay. A lot of the critiques that I have about the intro to Twilight Princess, I think are present to an extent in Skyward Sword, but not as bad. Okay. Not as bad. But I think that it comes down to if you connected with the characters and if you connected with the world, that really helps how you enjoy the intro to Skyward Sword versus Twilight Princess. Now, which is fa- totally fair. Let me just say that it's totally fair to say that because I know that we were discussing this the other day in the Discord, yes. and people were very divided. Actually, they were pretty much against us on Skyward Sword, but they had very strong feelings about Twilight Princess. And if you connected with that game, that intro is amazing. You know, we connected with Skyward Sword, so to us, that intro is amazing. So. This is our ranking. <laughs> no one else's. That doesn't mean we're right. It doesn't mean we're wrong. But it there, does no. it does no, mean <laughs> it does mean that if you enjoyed the intro to The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, you might be a serial killer. You you might. <laughs> oh, God, like, I'm sorry. This is the most <laughs> miserable intro to a Zelda game. That I can possibly think of. When I think of great intros to Zelda game, I think of setting up great characters. I'm, I'm meeting all the great characters. I think of Skyward Sword. I'm meeting Groose. I'm meeting Saria. I'm meeting Skull Kid. And in this game, who do you meet? Ilya. And she sucks. She is lecturing you about... About being mean to Pona. Even though you haven't. Even though you haven't. You also meet a bunch of deformed characters that like have <laughs> square heads and... You know, that, that's the art style. We all know about the art style of Twilight Princess. That's whatever. Let's not even touch on that. But you don't meet any great engaging characters. I, let's stipulate too, by the way. When is the when is the end of the intro? Is it once you complete Hyrule Castle with Midna? Would you I say? I feel like... Oh, gosh. I don't know. Again, this is kind of like a link between worlds where I feel like it has an odd placement of what you would consider the intro. Because... Yes, like, while the end of uh, Hyrule Castle with Midna makes sense, I also just feel like the... <sighs> I have oh, a you hard know, time. I, I'm going to say, the, say yes. the end of the, yes, end of the intro that. is the end of Goats 2. Okay, because after after you finally escape, you finally escape the Twilight Realm and meet Midna and meet Zelda, you have to herd the goats again. Anyway, so back to characters. So, 
you meet Ilya, and she is absolutely awful. And then you meet Midna, and I know a lot of people love Midna. But I just, like, can't stand her. I, I just, I can't stand her. I think that her character development isn't earned. Um, but even in, even in the intro, if you just look at the intro, she's this crappy little imp that, that is, okay, no, I'm being told that Goats 2 is before Zelda, so let's, uh, let's, let's just stipulate that the end of, uh, the end of the intro is the, once you get back from the Twilight Realm, but, I mean, yeah, I, I, Midna's not my favorite, so I, I feel like there are no engaging characters for me to meet, you have, like, Zelda, she's all cloaked up, trying to be mysterious, and it's like, alright, um, and you know what, but that, but that's fine. That's fine. I, I don't necessarily need, like, engaging characters. But that's one thing that I think of when I think of a great intro. Another thing that I think of when I think of a great intro is setting up the story for the rest of the game. And this, this like, doesn't do an awful job of that, actually. You kind of, you learn a little bit about Xant, a little bit about Midna, a little bit about Zelda. That's fine. But, like, most of the time, you're learning about, like, Ordon Village, which I... You know, what I said about Skyloft and, and about Kokiri Forest, I feel like the opposite about Ordon Village. I felt like this place was smothering me, was oppressive, I just wanted to leave. And that leads you to the gameplay about what you actually do in the intro. And I feel like I've seen people beat up Skyward Sword, but to me, there is no comparison between waking up, getting ready, going and rescuing your Loftwing, who, like, is, is your best friend, and then going on this sweeping, soaring night like ride in the sky there's no comparison with that versus okay what do we gotta do today what's our chores let's look okay we gotta get the baby bonnet from the monkey check we got that uh okay what else oh we gotta catch a fish let's go fishing and uh by the way we're gonna give the fish that we caught to a cat the cat's gonna run back and the lady who owns the cat thinks that the fish caught it himself so okay we're gonna go herd goats which is a absolute treat. Um, what's that? We're going to herd more goats? Double the goats? Okay. I guess there wasn't enough goats before, so let's do it again. It's just like, there are these like garbage tasks that you have to do. Like, beat up a scarecrow. Show us how a slingshot works. Like, it, it's just like, it's so... Oh, it, it's, it's so miserable. And it's just like, just let me go. Just let me go. And then... And then... When you finally think that you're about to... This is a little bit past where we said the intro stops, but I'm just going to keep going. But when you finally get past where you think you're finally about to, like, have some freedom and some exploration, what do you have to do? You have to go, and you have to find a monkey, and you have to look at him do his little dance, and he has to purify the purple fog as you slowly, painfully creep up and cross... The woods to get to the forest temple um it's, it's just it's such a misery i didn't even mention the tears of light which actually this is the best tears of light of all three this one's the best because it's the shortest and it's the most compact but it's still not fun it's still not fun unfortunately um there's a stealth like a stealth segment where you're the wolf in ordon village which also isn't fun so like uh, this is uh, like i played this yesterday and i was just like god this like, it took me a long time, and I've played this game lots, lots of times. And I all I can think of is, like, if you've never played Twilight Princess, this is going to take you, like, three hours before you get to the frickin' Forest Temple. It's, like, what are they thinking? It was, it's miserable, and I hate that people lump the intro to Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess together, because far and away, 
far and away by a New York mile. Twilight Princess is the worst intro in the series. Like, it's not even close. It's not even close. Oh, oh, and then the monkey gives you your lantern back with no oil. Little bastard. <laughs> um, okay, so there are some points that I agree with you on. I, I, I think that the getting the baby basket from the monkey where you use the hawk is excessive. I understand that they're trying to show you how to, you know, control birds. Um, but I feel like you don't really use that no. in the game, like at all. No. Uh, oh, game... let me let me interrupt. And and they they recycle they recycle Ocarina of Time's collect rupees gimmick, which is like oh, okay, yeah. that was fine in Ocarina of Time because we were learning how to move in 3D. But this is not Ocarina of Time. Like this is like eight eight years later. Like come on. Um, I also think the fishing part is a bit much because you literally only, if you don't go to the fishing hole or anything like that, you literally only need to fish one more time in the game. And that's like five hours later. Um, so I felt like that part was a bit much. I was okay with the gathering of the rupees to get the, the, um, slingshot with the tutorial of the slingshot and the sword with the kids because it showed you you know it kind of did the same with the, the ocarina of time thing exploring wardon village it showed you some combat even saving the kids when they run off after the monkeys is fine as an intro i thought that was that was totally justified there um goats one is okay but goats two is too much again you don't really need to it's trying to show you how to use your horse, and I get that. So maybe Goats 2 was just a little bit too much. Um, but I'm trying to find – I'm trying to say – what I'm trying to say is that all these things had a purpose, but they weren't as purposeful as all the things you had to do in the Skyward Sword intro, which you do need to use your Loftwing all the time. You do need to understand how to use your sword against enemies. You do need to understand um, – uh, the story, which was the main thing that took up all the time in the intro for Skyward Sword. You, so you know, I... how, how about this too? They spend so much time with Ilya in this intro, and by the by, like the midpoint of this game, Ilya is a complete non-factor. Like complete. Like you eventually yeah, have to restore her memories, in. but like after you do, like what does she do? She's not important. She like yeah. she stays in Hidden Village. Mm -hmm. um, Horrible. I do like, like I said, I do like that they set up the story in Twilight Princess a little bit with that. I can see where they spend a little bit too much time in Ordon Village kind of like giving you that slice of life feeling and then all of a sudden it's like a cutoff and it's like Twilight's taken over, Xanth has gone on a rampage, Zelda is basically imprisoned in her own quarters. And then you're introduced to Midna. And I'm not the biggest Midna fan, but I do like her as a character and I like her character development. So I thought that she was, when I was first playing this game, I thought she was really compelling. And I was like, what is with this chick? Um, I wanted to know more about her. So I thought that was fine too. So there's a lot that I think is good about the, the Twilight Princess intro. I just think that they went a little too far with it. Like there was a line and they crossed it as to what was needed and what was, not and they gave us a lot of what was not so i personally don't think it's as low as you think it is but i would probably give it i'd probably if i because of those things that i think are too much i would probably give it a b I, oh Ugh. and i know Ugh. you totally i don't even want to i'm giving an f <laughs> and i played it yesterday and it was miserable i was miserable playing this yesterday like the this intro uh, ugh. 
And look, I, that's all I can say. Ugh! At this intro, everything that I laid out, like, I I hate Ordon Village. If I had to live in Ordon Village, I would move out. I'd put my house for sale. I'd take a loss in my house just to get the hell out of there. Um, it's, I, I, I don't like that village at all. I don't like any, look, how many times you rescue these kids in this game? And I know this isn't part of the intro, but like, come on, like, how many times do these kids get themselves in trouble? You gotta go rescue them. Feels like, like three or four times, right? Like, the one, the, the, the little stout one gets captured by the horse guy, like, he's, he's riding away, and like, they get locked up in cages, and like, I just, I like, this intro has everything wrong with what I enjoy about Zelda intros, or, like, it's, there's meaning, like, these, these, these awful tasks that you have to do, these trivial tasks that don't mean anything in the grand scheme of the game, you, you, who cares about, you know, using the hawk, you never use it during the game, uh, who, like, just give me the slingshot, don't make me collect rupees like I did in Ocarina of Time, I know how to play in 3D now, um, don't make me show these stupid kids how to use a a sword and a and a slingshot i guess listen i guess if you if you want to be fair you could argue that maybe they're teaching you how to use it with the wiimote i, I guess i can i can be fair and, and say that but like i mean come on like it's do we really need to do that especially when you could just turn motion controls off um i think that like you know like, like you brought up they're trying to teach you how to ride a horse with with goats i you know even if i buy that which i don't because i think that if you played this game, you probably played Ocarina of Time, but you know, even if you have it, like it's not that hard to ride a horse. But even if you, even if I did buy that, there's I mean, no the excuse for doing it twice. That game are ridiculous. <laughs> it, it's it's horrible. It's hor I I literally yesterday I was doing goats too, okay, and I there was one goat and this guy this goat okay he would not get in the barn and I was so sick of this goat's antics. I got off my horse. And I started whacking him with my sword, and he turned red and started charging at me, much like a cuckoo does when you when you hit a cuckoo. And I I was like dodging, and I was fighting this this thing, and eventually, I think like after five minutes, I was done hurting goats, and and I was just like, I was like, this is this is the absolute word, like this is just misery, like like th there's no other word for it. Um, and and part of me feels bad ranking this worse than adventure of link but at least i feel like with adventure of link it's like you can go and and fight and accrue experience and stuff like that so yeah i just I, this has like everything i don't like about the intro to zelda game and i'm not trying to beat up on twilight princess because i think that twilight princess really ebbs and flows there's parts of it that are like really awesome and then there's parts of it that i just don't care for at all and um yeah i uh I think that the intro is like a, a very... It might be the lowest point of this game. It, it, it might be tied. I don't know. What do you think is worse, Al? The intro or or the portion where you have to go and activate all the statues and then do City in the Sky? Because those are, those are low points. <laughs> those are really low points. And I don't I, know which I, is worse. I'd probably say the statues just because I've been playing so long at that point and it's like really a slog. <sighs> Whereas the intro, you kind of have the energy of starting a game, and you can get through it pretty. Well, let me. If you had energy, if you had energy playing this game, it was sucked up by the end of Goats One, because you're like, I wonder what I need to do next. Do I need to go and mow Russell's lawn? Like, is that what I need to do next? Do I do I need to go and and, and deliver 
the mail to someone, which actually is is something that you are you're you're, you're forced to do. Not fo I guess you're not forced to deliver mail, but you sure are forced to see that creepy postman a lot during this game. Um, but it's like it's like what menial task am I gonna have to do next? It's just to get the hell out of Ordon Village. And we didn't even talk about Hyrule Castle, by the way. You want to talk about a bleak, colorless, listless, lifeless experience? I mean, that's the... It's pretty much every Twilight Realm that you're in. Which somehow has these this crazy ability to be way too bright, but way too dark and muddled at the same time. It's actually staggering how they're able to pull this off. I don't know how they do it. But it, it, it's just like, okay... Well, this is neat. There's birds everywhere, and I'm jumping around this, like, dilapidated castle. It's just like... That's... It's a miserable experience. That if you were to... I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to lump you into this. If I were to, in good faith, with a clear conscience, rank this, it would be... It would not be underneath all those games that you said. There's no way. Like, it still does what it needs to do. It's just too extra. So I, I think it needs to be higher. <laughs> I disagree. Well, let's look at the games in D tier, okay? Let's look at Four Swords and Oracle of Seasons. Mm -hmm. Those games don't really have an intro. They just, you just start, right? So we ranked them pretty low. And you could say the same thing about, actually, you could say the same thing about every game in here. Zelda, Adventure of Link, Oracle of Seasons, Four Swords Adventures. They don't really have intros, per se. You just kind of start. There's, like, a small little cutscene. And you go. Now ask me if I would rather take that or if I'd rather take goats, baby baskets, fishes, collecting rupees, goats, <laughs> zapping around buildings, Midna. Like, it's, it's not even a competition. But, that, but that's not the point. You don't like those things. That's fine. But the intro still does what it needs to do. It, there's just It's just excessive. I'm not saying it doesn't, but it, it takes... It well, it does in in three words what you could do in one, you know. We're ranking the the properties of the intro, not whether you like it or not. <laughs> I'm telling well, I'm telling you that the properties of the intro are yeah. It it ranks it it teaches you some stuff, but like what it what it teaches you is also like man, there's going to be a lot of filler in this game, a lot of slogging around, and like you know if if I'm a first, if I've never played a Zelda game before. And I've heard about this series and it's like supposed to be so awesome. And then I play Twilight Princess and I'm like, what the hell are these people on about? Like I'm fishing and I'm like, I'm getting this lady's like baby basket. And I like, what is this Twilight Realm? This place kind of sucks. Like, I, I mean. But Twilight Princess is like a fan favorite. So I I feel like the argument doesn't count. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you what I know. And I'm telling you that this is a miserable intro. Yes. Yes. It teaches you stuff that you need to do. But like, it it that doesn't mean like that it that it does it well, right? Like you you can you can get that across, but still not do it well. And this does not do it well. It just doesn't. Sorry. It's an F. I can't in good conscience give this an F or agree. To I'm an giving F. it an F. I I am like I am taken over. I'm taken over. We're gonna have. We're gonna have the 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 or the chips the Zelda cast like full ranking, and then it's just Allison's ranking of TV you. and Andy's ranking of TV. <laughs> you right? Th that was our first slip up. That was our first slip up of calling the show the Champions cast instead of the Zelda cast. I thought it would be me, but it was you. Oh, guilty. 
Yeah. But, but I think that... You were guilty for, before when you said B. I think B is totally understandable and reasonable. That B is outrageous. You're that is outrageous. outrageous. <laughs> like Jeez I said, Louise. I think we could have we could have the Zelda cast ranking, and then just for Twilight Princess alone, we'll have Allison's ranking and Andy's ranking. <laughs> All right. Well, we're up, we're gonna have to agree to disagree here, Al. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm gonna read you off our our tier ranking, the official tier ranking, and we're gonna start with F, and that's Twilight Princess. But <laughs> oh in the D tier, we have. Uh, we have Four Swords Adventures, Oracle of Seasons, The Legend of Zelda, and Adventure of Link. In C tier, we have Oracle of Ages, and we have Phantom Hourglass. In B tier, we have The Wind Waker, uh, Link's Awakening, Spirit Tracks, and A Link Between Worlds. Uh, that seems wrong to me to have that game up there, but whatever. In A tier, we have Skyward Sword, take that, The Minish Cap, uh, A Link to the Past, and in S tier... We have Majora's Mask, Breath of the Wild, and Ocarina of Time. So I guess what we've decided is that Majora's Mask has the best intro of the series. I would say so. I would say I so. I think I could say that as well. Yeah. It's so different and so interesting. And they did really well at showing us that it was so different and so interesting. And that we had to play a game in a yeah. totally different way. Well, I think you could actually say that about all three S tier games that we have, like Breath of the Wild, mm -hmm. Ocarina of Time, and Majora's Mask. I, I think that True. like though those were ones that to me I was kind of eyeing as the best intros in the series, and and I think that I'm glad that we got there um, in the end. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Well, this was a long episode, but it was a good episode. Um, <laughs> we want fun. you guys to uh, to let us know what you think uh, about our our rankings. Um, and I also want to give a shout out to, uh, to Catherine, to Rodrigo, and to Metroid Hunter 8 for hanging out with us in chat. If you don't know, we're streaming our, our ZeldaCast episodes every week at uh, usually at about noon mountain time. So what is that? Two Eastern time um, Sundays. So you can come hang out with us if you want. Uh, of course, we release it on podcast apps right after. So, But uh, you, know, you can get a sneak peek at uh, the episode before everyone else does. Um, I also have a little bit of exciting uh, news as well. There will be new ZeldaCast merch available very soon. And, and in fact, uh, it will be part of the Zelda Dungeon Marathon store. I think we're just working on finishing it up and getting it finalized. But I've ordered some ZeldaCast stuff for myself. So um, keep your eye out on that if you want to rep the... Uh, I've got my Champions Cast hoodie on right now. If you want the new ZeldaCast hoodie... You can, uh, you can definitely do that. There'll be a couple different designs there, so go and check that out. Two weeks until the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. Wow, that's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. I'm pumped. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be giving out hugs like tomorrow. nobody's business. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's it. We're going to get out of here. Uh, this is a great, great show. Al, thank you for bringing it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we can... We'll have some words in person at the marathon about this, about this B business, but uh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, we want you to check us out on our Twitter. We are at the ZeldaCast, at Spateri316, at Allison Aletha, and of course, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Recommend us to that Zelda fan in your life, and uh, we will be back next week for our last show before the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. So uh, stay tuned for that. Until then, everybody, take care.